people are dating outside their race more than they ever have before. People are dating outside their religion more than they ever have before. People are matching on shared values and shared values go across all demographics. People are saying, if you believe climate change is real, that's something that's interesting to me. If you are always voting in local and national elections, that's something that's interesting to me. They're matching now over shared values versus these other factors. You're listening to Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast where experts share experiences and the latest thinking on mental health and psychology. Here's your host, Gabe Howard. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Gabe Howard, and calling in today, we have Michael Kay. Michael is the director of brand and communications for the popular dating app and website, OkCupid. Michael has been a leading voice in dating and relationships for years, having been featured on ABC News, CBS, CNN, and Good Morning America, among others. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Gabe. It's an honor to be here for multiple reasons, including the fact that I'm an actual listener. Oh, I love it when the actual listeners are guests on the show. Thank you so much for letting me know that. And and to that end, of course, for, for also being here. Now, I am contractually obligated, Michael, not by Healthline Media or by Psych Central, but by marriage to mention my wife every time the topic of dating apps come up because we met online and actually we met on OkCupid and we have been married now for over 12 years. So we want to let you and the rest of the folks at OkCupid know that my wife and I were very happy customers. Absolutely. And I, and I love to hear those stories. And after we finish recording, I'm going to have to grab your address so that we can send a little gift from the OkCupid team to you and your wife. Oh, thank you so much. My wife will love that. Now, in my mind, the listener of this podcast right now is not someone who hates dating apps because... Well, they've already made up their mind. And it's not people who are using dating apps because they've already made up their mind. It's the voyeur. It's the person who's been in a relationship for 25 years. Dating apps weren't a thing. It's the person Mm -hmm. who met in the, I'm going to go with traditional way. Uh, So they're, they're curious. They're like, we've heard all about dating apps. Maybe their kids are using them. Maybe their friends are using them, but they themselves have never used them. And one of the biggest misconceptions that I hear from people who have never used a dating app is, and I quote, It's a lie. They make it sound like it's really easy that you just get on and you upload your profile and the computer matches you with your soulmate. But then you go on all these bad dates and you get ripped off and you get your heart broken. It's a lie that 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 came from all the people who admittedly never, ever use the dating app. But is it a fair criticism? Where did that stereotype come from that it's supposed to be magic? You know, I I think it came from rom-coms, which are probably my favorite type of movies. That's just my jam. But I think we grew up, at least I grew up, with all these stories um, in the media and, and movies, especially that, you know, there's that meet cute and you go on one date and you fall in love. And ironically, that's clearly what happened with me. But it really isn't the norm. It's, it's a lot of work. You have to put a lot of work into it. Um, and even, spoiler alert, for anyone who's single, Once you're in that relationship, the work does not end. It's constant work. So, you know, I I think we need to separate what we see in the movies from the reality because that's just really not the norm for for most people. There's going to be a lot of work that goes into this. 
Michael, I want to say that many experts feel that dating apps can be a negative thing, that while some people can find connections and or love, that many people just have their feelings of loneliness and isolation exacerbated. And then there's this constant pressure and rejection that makes people feel more hopeless than ever about being involved in a romantic relationship. Now, obviously, you are not an unbiased observer, and well, for that matter, neither am I. But what do you think about those claims? You know, I think one criticism we hear all the time is really grounded in the fact that dating is hard. You know, we we all complain about so many different parts of our lives. I know I complain about work almost weekly, but guess what? I really do love my job and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But we hear people complaining all the time about dating apps and I actually don't think that's ever going to end. We're always, as humans, going to complain about dating because it is challenging. It's a lot of work. And I'm not going to come on here and say that it's going to be the easiest process. But the fact is, we're getting to a place where most couples, most married people are going to be coming from a dating app. That's just the most popular way to meet people right now. But specifically, Michael, in your opinion, does online dating increase feelings of isolation and loneliness? You know, I I think with any area of our presence online, I, I think there are ways that they contribute to our feeling of loneliness. You know, when I think about my experience on dating apps, you know, if I didn't get a message back, that made me feel a little bit more lonely. And, you know, that was hard to deal with. Or if I'm on Instagram and I'm seeing a bunch of people at a party or an event that I'm not at while I'm sitting at home, you know, that helps to contribute to this idea of, of loneliness. But for me personally, I, I like to choose to focus on the flip side of that. I have made, you know, I met my partner online. So I, I have dating apps to think for that. But I've also built such meaningful connections and such a community of people online through social media that there's always going to be the pros and cons to these platforms. But for me personally, dating apps, social media apps have contributed to such beautiful moments and relationships and connections for me as opposed to any feeling of loneliness. Given that, why do you think, Michael, that so many people believe that social media makes them feel lonely or is at least contributing to their increased loneliness? I think we're, we're hearing about it more. You know, I think these emotions and feelings have been around for a while. But I, what I, one thing that came out of the pandemic that I've actually found really beautiful is that people are being more vulnerable than they ever have. They're opening up their lives and their emotions more than we were previously. You know, I think when we looked at social media, it people were always painting this beautiful picture of their lives, the vacations they went on, the fabulous dinners that they were at. And while all those moments are still happening, now we're also starting to show our bad days, our really challenging moments. And I actually think that's a really great thing. You know, I mentioned that we're very data-driven at OkCupid. And one thing that we've seen is being vulnerable is one of the more attractive traits to singles these days. On our app, more than nine in 10 daters are saying that they're sensitive and they're sharing this more than they ever have before. So I think it's just a trend. We were hearing about things more than we have been previously. 
Forgetting about my wife for a moment, Michael, I have to say that the online dating experience was absolutely brutal for me. Lots of ghosting, lots of not so great dates. And a woman even told me after I kissed her goodnight, after we had spent six to seven hours together at that point, that she was married. And I bring this up because I'm guessing that people right now are way more interested in hearing the Gabe went on a date with a married woman story than they are in the Gabe met his wife and adopted a dog story. So I think that maybe the negative is just, well, frankly, more interesting than the positive. I mean, sincerely, I mean, everybody who's been at a dinner party, it's like, do you want to hear how we met? No, not really. I, I, I mean, we all say yes, because of course we're polite people, but is this part of it that just the, the, the negative stories, the tragic stories, the ghosting stories, they just have more legs because well, frankly, they just, they're just a little more interesting than the, yeah, everything went perfectly. Absolutely. They're more clickbaity, you know, no one, it's, it's our human nature. We want to hear, or many of us at least want to hear that, you know, that scandal, that, that, like that gossip. So it, it's definitely a more, I mean, even, even me listening, I'm like, Ooh, that's interesting. I want to hear more. Um, and, you know, I'm also not going to say that there's not bad behavior on dating apps. There is just like there's bad behavior in the real world. Uh, you know, there's going to be bad actors at a bar that you go to or a restaurant or a gathering place where you're meeting new people. Um, that's just the reality of it. And, and you definitely have to kiss a few frogs before, before you find that, that prince. Let's talk about the stigma of online dating. People who met their spouses like us online, were like, we love online dating. It's amazing. Uh, however, the, the people who met their, their spouses in the traditional way, and I'm making air quotes because what, what is tradition, but, but the, the, you know, they, they, they met in a bar, they met in a restaurant, they were, they met at church, they were introduced by friends. There's this real idea that, well, the people who met quote, naturally, unquote, are better than the people who needed computer assistance. What are your thoughts on that phenomenon? I, that's something I don't subscribe to, but I also think we have to remember that everyone's going to have some level of misunderstanding to what's unfamiliar to them. I, my parents met on a blind date. I'm adopted by my grandparents. So they're a little bit older. They met on a blind date. They've been married for over 60 years. I know that when dating apps first started to grow in popularity, my parents' first thought was, you're not meeting someone online, are you? And I'll admit, the first time I ever heard about a dating app was at the last few weeks that I was in college. And one of my friends is meeting up with a, a girl that they met on Tinder. And I thought, this is so weird. Are you sure it's okay to go meet up with a stranger that you met online? Like it was so foreign to me. I was nervous for them. I was like, this doesn't seem right. And now it's funny because it's been almost 10 years since I've graduated college. And there's a huge shift in stigma around how we're meeting people. And now we're slowly starting to see and hear a stigma about meeting in person. And I'll have girlfriends go to bars and be like, oh my God, that guy was so weird. And I'm like, what, what happened? Like, what did he say? And she's like, well, he just talked to me. And it's so funny to see that shift in what I consider a kind of a small period of time. I mean, it's still almost a decade, um, but there, there's definitely, we're seeing the stigma around 
online dating shed more and more year over year. And honestly, we're getting to a place where we're around the corner from a generation of babies being born, mostly to people who met online. Wow, that is that is a really good point. And, 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 and you're right. And of course, now I'm, I'm really feeling my age when, when my wife and I got married, and remember, we met online, it was different and unusual people asked us questions about the process. And now now nobody bats an eye. No, no, nobody cares. So times have changed. And as always, they've, they've changed really rapidly. And obviously, this is just the way that dating works now. But what advice do you have for people who are struggling with online dating and online apps? Because I hear a lot of people complain that they are trying to meet someone and they're on multiple dating apps and it's just not happening for them. They aren't getting any matches. They aren't making a connection. They aren't going out on any dates. Literally nothing is happening for them. Now, I don't want to fall down a rabbit hole here, but I'm, I'm really hard pressed to believe that there is somebody out there that literally no one wants. So I have to ask, what are they doing wrong? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, like, let's unpack and dive into what you're doing on your dating apps. And before anyone gets mad at me, I am not saying that you are the problem. Um, But a lot of the work starts with your profile. So I'm going to give a few quick tips that I've actually seen help my friends and daters that I'm talking to, you know, small tweaks that you can make to your profile to make sure you're attracting the right kind of people. Gabe Howard here to tell you about the Inside Bipolar podcast from Healthline Media. He does the show with me, Dr. Nicole Washington, a board-certified psychiatrist. That's right. A guy living with bipolar and a psychiatrist team up to discuss living well with bipolar disorder. Listen now on your favorite podcast player or visit psychcentral.com slash IBP to learn more. Subscribe now so you don't miss out. And we're back with Michael Kay, the director of branded communications for the popular dating app and website, OkCupid. First, I see this all the time. You have to be positive with everything that you're writing on your profile. The biggest turnoff is seeing someone say swipe left if or not interested in this. And our data shows those people are actually less successful on our app. So instead of focusing on your deal breakers, which I think are really important to know, you should be highlighting your deal makers. So what makes you swipe right on someone? Why do you want someone to swipe right on you? That's what you should be shining a light on. So instead of, it's a simple tweak in how you're positioning yourself. Instead of saying, if you don't read books, swipe left, talk about why you love book lovers and what books you're currently reading. And I'm building off of that, make lists. When you're filling out your profile, list things that are important to you. So list books that are on your coffee table or your nightstand. List the songs people are going to find on your Spotify playlist or the vacations you still want to go on, that's going to give someone something that they can respond to. Everything that you put on your profile from your photos to the prompts you fill out to your summary section or your about me section, it should serve a purpose. And that purpose is it's showing people what's important to you, what you're interested in, and it's helping them with their opening message. So If you're someone who has five different selfies as your profile photos, 
that doesn't really tell me anything about you. Upload photos of you at the Taylor Swift concert or the Beyonce concert, or when you finish your half marathon or on a vacation. That tells me right away, those three photos tell me what type of music you're interested in. And I can ask you what your favorite album is. It tells me that you are active and I can ask you if you want to go on a walking date or a hike or maybe for a run. Um, and it also tells me that you love traveling and I can ask you what's next on your list. Where haven't you been that you're dying to go to? It's fascinating to me because that advice really comes down to don't be negative and be yourself, right? Be, mm -hmm. be happy, be positive, be, and, and, and be yourself. So I, I, I love to hear the translation from quote unquote real life into online life. And I completely agree with it, but I, I want to give pushback on, on one thing. It, isn't it really just the pictures? Right. I mean, it just isn't everybody just looking for somebody who's pretty, right? If, if you're not sexually attracted to them, it doesn't really matter what they write or what they're doing. You're, 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 you're swiping left. I, I don't know how it works on the okay Cupid app, but I, I haven't been on there in 12 years, but, but it, it seems like the online dating apps are just to see the picture before you end up in the conversation. What do you think of that criticism? There absolutely has to be an attraction. You have to be attracted to the person that you're going on a date with, or you're in a relationship with. But attraction will only get you so far. You need to have commonalities. You know, for me personally, if I, I mean, I'm not on a dating app right now because I met someone on a dating app, but if I was on a dating app and I see, I come across a profile and the guy's really good looking, great, but I want to read his profile and I want to know about him. If he's someone who's like, hey, climate change is just not real. It's a bunch of, it's a hoax red flag to me if he is not um if he's not championing diversity and equality for all red flag to me if he hates going to the movies that's one of my favorite things to do another red flag for me so there there's so much more to the photos i'm never going to say that photos are not important it's a huge part because it's you know attraction is, is so incredibly important but attraction goes well beyond physical attraction. I've always thought that that was a fascinating criticism because like you're going to walk up to somebody in, in a, a meeting place, a traditional gathering place, a restaurant, a bar, et cetera, uh, if you're not attracted to them. But for some reason, when that happens online, oh, well, that's just proof the world is going to hell. <laughs> Michael, I want to segue into scamming. One of the things that people talk about with online dating is that the scams are are very, very real. And I know that sites like yours have protective factors in there to protect people, but we, we still hear about them constantly. There's just some sort of factor of loneliness, desperation, uh, and, and of course, sexuality that, that just becomes this potent mix that leaves people very, very vulnerable. Can you address some of the common scams out there and, and how people can avoid them? Yes, absolutely. We understand that meeting new people online is super exciting. You get those butterflies and there's a rush, but we encourage every user on OkCupid to always be cautious when interacting with someone they don't know. We have a lot of safety resources that we send to our users. Um, tips like never send money or share financial information, protect your personal information, Stay on the platform when you can. Be wary of long distance and overseas relationships. 
report all suspicious and offensive behavior, we make it really easy for you to report bad behavior on OkCupid. That could be a message someone sent you, a photo that you find offensive, even an entire profile. And, and we work with a lot of nonprofit organizations to help make sure our app is as safe as possible. So we work with organizations like the Human Rights Campaign, uh, the Rape Abuse Incest National Network, No More, the Me Too Movement, Thorn, um, National, National Sexual Violence Resource Center. So there's a lot of organizations that are looking at our apps like OKCupid and helping us create a really safe platform for people. And then we also use the opportunity to share helpful advice throughout the year. So for example, this past winter, we sent our users safety tips to keep in mind year round. Things like encouraging daters to consider their own transportation for first dates um, and, and meeting at a place that is safe and public um, and, and a handful of other, other tips. So we take safety and security really, really seriously. Um, and we're always pushing our safety tips and resources to our users. Everyone's had a bad date. I, I, I really do believe that, that the majority of people in, in loving relationships who have been married for 25 years, they, they have that bad date story. And I know people are really worried about bad dates. And well, frankly, they're just sort of part of the process if you really think about it. But for, for some reason, maybe it's the, the stigma of online dating. Maybe it's the misconception of online dating. Or, or maybe it's just that people feel that online dating is supposed to protect you from this. Whenever you have a bad online date, people are much more likely to blame the method of which they met. Uh, if you met somebody, uh, you know, in the quote unquote traditional way and the date didn't work out, you don't say, oh, well, I'm not going to meet anybody traditionally anymore. I'm only going to do online. Uh, but if somebody has a bad online date, they completely swear off online dating. Uh, so my, my specific question for you, though, is if somebody does have a bad online date, well, what's the best way to get back up on the horse? To keep going. And I would encourage you that if you've had a bad date, just remember, it might be a bad date today, but it's going to be a funny story tomorrow. We're all going to have those bad moments. And, you know, as someone who's not dating, I feel like I can relate to this when it comes to, let's, let's say, work. And one thing I always remind myself when I'm having a bad day at work is it is a bad day. It is not a bad week. It is not a bad month. It is not a bad life. And that's just like a mantra that I play over and over in my head whenever I have a bad day. Um, and I would encourage people to do the same for a bad, a bad date. You know, if you had a bad date, that's okay. You don't have to see that person again. Hopefully you got a free coffee or a free drink or a free dinner out of it, but you just keep going. Let's flip the script though. What if you had a bad date and you paid for the coffee? How do you get over that one? Oh, then you find a date and have that person pay for it next. Um, <laughs> that was a question I was not prepared for. <laughs> <laughs>
Michael, thank you so much for for your honesty and and thank you so much for for illuminating really what online dating is like. And and honestly, it, it's not so different from well the traditional dating. And again, I'm making air quotes every time I say traditional dating. That the real reality is is everyone's unlucky in love until they're not. And, and as soon as you're in love, all of those unlucky in love stories they they become the things that you sit around and, and tell at parties and that you tell your children and that everyone laughs about. It's just it it's. It's very difficult to go through those moments, but they are in fact a part of the growing process. They're just, they're, they're, they're just, they're the things that spice up life. They just, they just don't feel like it in the moment. Really based on everything that you've said and and even all the people that I talk to online dating is just a mechanism to meet people. And, and once you meet them, everything becomes, well, I'm making air quotes again, traditional after that. It's just another meeting place. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you should take your profile very seriously, but have fun with dating. It's definitely a serious thing to find, if that's what you're looking for, to find your forever person. But reminder that it's it's supposed to be fun and, and try to have a good time with it. And if you have a dud date, chalk it up to a funny story with your friends and keep going. Don't let yourself get discouraged. I think we have to remind ourselves of this in, in all areas of life when we're applying for jobs or we're applying to colleges or making new friends or meeting new people. Just have as much fun with it. We only are here for one time in this lifetime. So have a good time. Michael, thank you so much. Where can folks find OkCupid online? You can follow OkCupid at OkCupid on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, on threads, on LinkedIn. We're all over the place. And I assume that okcupid.com is your website. Yes. And you can also find OKCupid in the App Store and Google Play. Michael, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me again. It's been such an honor to be a listener and now be on the other side. So this is a really fun one. Oh, Michael, thank you so much for listening. It's always great to talk to a fan. And in that vein, I, I want to thank all of today's listeners as well. A great big thank you to all of you. My name is Gabe Howard, and I'm an award-winning public speaker, and I could be available for your next event. I also wrote the book Mental Illness is an Asshole and Other Observations, which you can get on Amazon. However, if you go to my website, you can get a signed copy with free show swag, and you can also learn more about me there. Just head over to GabeHoward.com. Wherever you downloaded this episode, please follow or subscribe to the show. It is absolutely free, and you don't want to miss a thing. And hey, can you do me a favor? Recommend the show. Share it in a social media. Share it in an email. Share it in a text message. Hell, tell your mom. Tell the support group. Tell everyone. Sharing the show is how we grow. I will see everybody next Thursday on Inside Mental Health. You've been listening to Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast from Healthline Media. Have a topic or guest suggestion? Email us at show at psychcentral.com. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show or on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening.